Dun, 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 dun. They're a little bit loose, a little bit unstrung, and they've probably had a few beers beforehand. Please welcome Matt Crummins and Tom Fancy Pants Putt with yet another episode of Matt and Tom's Excellent Adventure. Have you got a coffee in you? I, I just so I just finished my eggs, Benny, and I um, was desperate for a coffee. That's why I'm two minutes late. And oh. yeah, I'm actually channeling my inner Hugh Hefner in my dressing gown this morning. Because, <laughs> um, I got up really super early and got completely engrossed in my computer, and then was like, "Wow, it's really close to eight. Geez, I better go and help with Isla and rush back here after a nice little brekkie." So, yeah, it feels like a Sunday. Who who cooks the eggs Benedict for you? Is that your lovely wife? No, I do all the cooking in our house. Laura doesn't cook. Right, okay. She doesn't enjoy it. You're the master at it. Uh, Well, you know, master's one word, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And a master builder as well, I understand. And a master builder. Although, um, (laughs) don't say that too quickly. No, very much helped helped by. uh, my architect father-in-law. Is that right? And so what happened yesterday? Right. You had an exciting delivery. Well, it wasn't exciting at all. Um, I had uh, 900 kilos of plaster delivered, which um, <laughs> was an experience. We're talking um, about Jiprock, right? Thomas. Am I... I've, we are talking Jiprock. I'm just looking at my little audio thing and it looks like I'm awfully loud. No, you're not loud. Am I coming across really loud? No? No. Okay, well, that's no, good news, no, no, no. I know it is peaking off the charts, isn't it? But you're often it peaking it's off like, the charts. You're just one of those kind of special persons in this world at the moment that we need to hear more of. Special person or special needs <laughs> person? Because sometimes no. you should see me with a hammer. You should see me with a hammer, bait. I, oh. Isla was punching in more nails than what I was. <laughs> <laughs> Pleased to hear that you're as handy as what I am. Yeah, this is the thing is I cook in our house, but Laura's our handyman. Is she so really? Yeah, this she is... loves building stuff, loves but you know what it is? It's not so much that she's really good at building stuff. It's that she's oh. far more patient and meticulous. Taking so it down. She will right. take the time and she will actually get it yes. right. Whereas I'm kind of like, oh yeah, we'll hit those two pieces together. That'll fit. Yes, and, well, and I'm, it, it will, well, I'm the same. And Mary, in fact, is very handy. She grew up on a farm. She's got it in the genes. And for example, this week, our dishwasher broke. So rather than me just open the door several times, press buttons and hope that that would rectify the situation, she's down on her hands and knees. She's underneath the kitchen bench. She's pulling stuff out. She's pulled the whole dishwasher out. She's buckets and cords and everything else going everywhere and uh and and of course i was there to lend a moral helping hand to um to avail though because it uh, it's not fixed so she is definitely the handy person in our house she's the one right. who likes the garage to be really tidy so yeah. she she's had a bit of a few she's during lockdown thus far she has gone through our bookshelf and color matched all of the spines of the books so that we have you know whites all together yellows blues blacks etc so that looks you rather... segregated your books is that what you're we trying to say 
<laughs> no, no, without discrimination, without discrimination. But, but so when you've grouped them together, are they still by genre, or have you got like you know no, just because that one's no. you know green and that one's no. green, got a cookbook and a photography book side by no, side? No, yes, correct. It's all by color. No, no, oh, no. Wow, that's no. confusing. Is this, is this meant to be some sort of psychological thing where you know like orange or is it green is meant to be like the color of of um relaxation or something so all yeah. the, the green relaxation books doesn't matter what the genre is if you just feel like well, you need to relax you just go to the green section that could be our topic for today anyway um you've you've hit a nail on the head there matt well done um yeah so they, they are they are looking rather orderly um the problem i do have is that we don't have enough bookshelf space and we're double stacked which i hate wow you know how you've got we've got these ikea you know 16 lock you know bookshelves that were very popular way back when and they're quite deep and so we've got one set of books at the back and then another set of books at the front which is not oh, not are open. they still organized though because to me i'd be like well i'll organize the ones you can see <laughs> no <laughs> Of course, they're still organised. And then she decided that that was so successful that she would go to her wardrobe, do a massive cull of her clothes and then colour coordinate all of those as well. I feel like she's watched Mary Mary Kondo and you're sitting there going, oh, Mary's just so good at this. And she's actually like, no, no, this is English Mary Kondo. (laughs) She's just... She, She has done probably the the uh, the youtube course on that whatever it might be and then what else and then she hit the garage and then she hit the garage and said no nah, this is not on and it, although we have moved you know once on average once a year for the past five years it's amazing how quickly you can mess things up and move shit that you don't need so yeah she then went to Bunnings before lockdown and uh, got a whole lot of those, you know, tubs and uh, and started sorting stuff out. She done a brilliant job with that too. We've we've actually passed on a lot of stuff to salvos, etc. I'm 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 not a big believer in chucking stuff out. I just hate it if it's if it's perfectly good and somebody else is going to find value in it, either sell it or donate it. So. We've done a lot of that in the past uh, few weeks, and so I'm. So you guys are obviously very busy during lockdown. So it sounds <laughs> like sounds like um, you know because I did pop in to see you, Tom, between lockdowns. You did, and um, that was that was lovely. And you were telling that was me a highlight, a highlight of your year. <laughs> so you were telling me about some of these fantastic ideas and things you're going to do to improve the gallery and how you're going to do, you know, really get it teched up and specked up and mm-hmm. and now it sounds like you're just rearranging books uh oh, no, matt matt hold on hold on i have to pull you up there just remember i'm not doing any of this work i'm i'm merely being um, oh you're watching uh, moral supervisor let's call it that moral so- <laughs> supervising her morals or uh, <laughs> or morale <laughs> maybe even morale yes let's go with morale let's go with morale. Let's go I, with morale i am yet to have a coffee and uh and have been sleeping rather well of late you know the best thing about these lockdowns and i think we do need to look at silver linings for those who are listening and perhaps it's 2024 or 2032 and you're thinking what are they talking about what is this rubbish and i go well clearly this is just our podcast full stop but then also we are living through the global pandemic which is covid and this is our sixth lockdown for those of us living in victoria australia and so we've come to sort of know how to handle these things pretty well i think and, uh, <laughs> 
one of the one, and when we do look for the silver linings and we do go, okay, well, hold on, what are the what are the upsides of all of this? Having to stay at home, can't be outside past nine pm, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And one of them is the ability to stay up late and then sleep in for as long as you want. Unless oh, so you're, I've got, I've got a one-year-old, mate. That does not happen. <laughs> well, let I me fell asleep rub- on the couch at eight o'clock last night. Let me rub this in even more. We stayed up till midnight, which is very late for me, by the way. Mary is one who loves to fall asleep in front of the TV. She's she's a fall asleep on the couch, wake up at two, three, four, five a.m. and then take herself to bed. Whereas I'm oh, a, okay. I'm a I'm a famous for my line of saying to Mary, "Babe, I'm not far off." which basically means I'm pretty knackered and I'll be going to bed very shortly. I fire a warning shot across the bow just to let her know that I'll be heading off to bed very shortly. And uh, and she often joins me, which is nice. And uh, we, we <laughs> stay <laughs> Thomas, I think you need to have a coffee. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> the amount of times I've had to pull myself up in the last eight minutes and 40 seconds um, with some of the innuendos that you've been... Um, that you've been throwing out there that are, are really just um, just really struggling to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> well, don't. We um, can make this a we can make oh, this a, just, a, a less than PG rated uh, you, version of the podcast and pop it on <laughs> pop it on the social channels after nine pm because <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It turns off at five am so that all the kiddies don't have to listen to it. Oh god. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about now, but um, at the end of the day. Uh, yeah, trying to keep ourselves busy. Mary is not busy. Um, she is probably well and truly sick of ringing 50 to 100 clients every time a lockdown happens and rescheduling their appointments because she works in a portrait studio where they often have three, four, five appointments every day. So um, she's sent out a global text message to all of them saying, look, clearly we aren't seeing you in the next few weeks, but hold off. We'll give you a call just before we open to reschedule your appointment rather than you know, ringing and rescheduling into a, yeah. a future lockdown that obviously she doesn't, she <laughs> well, doesn't you know see. It so, never ceases to, me, to amaze me though how many people you get coming back, you know, saying, oh, so um, is, the, is the workshop or is the shoot going ahead this weekend? Yes. And you sort of think to yourself like, we, this is not new. Um, <laughs> yeah, we are in being... lockdown, which basically means no, <laughs> you can't drive 50 kilometres from your house to the Mornington Peninsula to do my workshop. Sorry. Well, actually, so this is the thing, Tom. I actually, and, and still to, to this day, after 18 months of this, I do get the occasional person saying, but isn't this education? Ah, <gasps> oh, right. Okay. And that's the yeah. excuse. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, the answer is no. Tom's workshops are not educational. <laughs> but... <laughs> well, good news but uh, you. Go on, go on. No, up. no, but I just, I just, it just blows my mind still how... Yeah. Um, yeah, but anyway, that's it's uh, yeah. I, it sounds like we've both been very busy during lockdown. You're very busy doing nothing. I I think back to the lockdown last year, the epic Victorian lockdown, which which by the way, I think Sydney is going to supersede our epic lockdown of last year that went for what was it? July, yeah. August, September, October. It went for 100, 112 days, and that upsets it? me a lot. How do you know that? Oh, How I've got it all marked on the calendar. <laughs> Jeez. So I can, I can retrospectively look back and see how many days of my life I wasted procrastinating. Do you, do you think about what the hell did I do during that time? No, I know exactly what I did, and it was such a massive waste of time and energy. 
Um, oh, I'm glad yeah. you feel the same way because I build a brand new website, which has been just not that great for me. But anyway, go on. Yeah, I well, no, I, 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 I think I rebuilt my website. I obviously, yes. I did a lot of, I actually did a lot of work. I mean, that's the thing is, it yeah. was after the first little bit, a lot of, there was a, there was a good consistent stream of of work still. Um, even yes. you know, um, even to this day, it's, it's there's still stuff that's going on, but. Um, I, I did spend a lot of time in the bath, um, you know, which is which for me is like my therapy place. That's where I go. I get a glass of wine. If I ever have like one of those days, and sometimes those days happen at like 10 a.m., um, jumping in the bath with a glass of wine, I can at sit 10 there at 10 a.m. At 10 a.m. It's lockdown, mate. Um, <laughs> but you can, I can sit completely, re, completely reset, come out with some amazing ideas and then really yeah. go at it again. But that's my, my space where it's like my factory reset. This is really interesting. We are very similar in that way in that um, I'll often have a bath at the end of the day just to wind down, just mm. to relax, just to go, hold on, I just need to unwind for a little. So that's interesting. But yours is the creative space. You spend a lot of... Your oh, all my time in there, and I do ridiculous. <laughs> all my time in there. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Laura, he's like so, Matt. Can you come and help with Isla, please? No, sorry, I'm in my three-hour bath, and I'm, well, I'm just we, on my second bottle of red wine. So we no, do I, have a we, we have an agreement on that though. Because, <laughs> oh, so, here we go. Here we go. This is so, <laughs> this is going to sound very misogynistic. Here we no, go. I, I have an agreement whereby when I'm in the bath, nobody disturbs me. Well, yeah, that's the crux of it. But no, but the thing is that so like so Laura is only you know, only to bring another bottle of wine. <laughs> well, that's true, actually. But no, Laura's in. She's in law, and um, yes. and so her job is very methodical. Um, it is very um, structured. I'll say, you know, really, yes, really structured. She would be, and yes, so but... when she has, you know, she's working. She works two days a week. When she's working, she can turn up to the, to the a, desk, a, knows exactly week. what she's yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah right, it on. is. Um, yes, yeah, so knows she, exactly she, what she's doing, and she'll she, go and, and work. Yeah, right. Whereas, like for me, most of my work, as stupid as it sounds, most of my work is actually thinking. It's not actually doing. <laughs> no, it's true though. Is, I'm sure you can relate to this. Where it's, this is, um, this is it's in photography, unless you're actually out there shooting photographs or editing them, most of the time, you know, I'm sure Tom. You're the same, but we, we're thinking about ways that we can adapt new training, the ways that we can yes. build new learning platforms, the way we can, you know, for me, I'm working on the BFOP festival and trying to get my head around that as well. And it's like, yeah. to me, that is all, it's in your head. It's not on paper. Yeah. And so for me, getting in the bath is somewhere where that, you know, you don't get disturbed. But equally, I can sit there and watch like mindless YouTube videos whilst my brain's processing all the things that I've been sort of like banking up. And um. And that's that is genuinely a part of my work. Though. I get teased a lot about this uh, with my friends on WhatsApp because you know the, the message will go around. They've all got young kids as well, and about you know, two o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon, everyone will be like, "Oh, how's everyone's day going? This happened, that happened," and I'll be like, "Oh, just in the bath with a glass of wine." <laughs> and, then, and it is, and it is work. It is just it's just it's just a different way of doing. It. And Laura Laura gets that and uh, is very supportive of that, which is very helpful. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I never thought that I could I could um, bank my thinking time as being work, but uh, oh, you definitely can. You definitely can. Well, you think about it. If you were a writer, um, yeah. you know, do you, do you only do you say, oh, that book only took me, 
you know, seven hours to write because, you know, that was the time you had pen on paper or, you know, is did the book take you two years to write because you had to go through and do experiences and get inspired and, you know, all those sorts of things. And, and yeah. um, I think in any creative space, work looks very, very different. Um, but that also comes with its own baggage, you know, for work, work as a photographer or work in this creative space, I think. Um, it's very taxing because you don't turn it off. You don't you don't get out of the bath and go. I'm out of work now. <laughs> you, you're constantly there, even when you're sitting in front of the telly at night. You know, trying to relax. It's sort of in the back of your yeah. mind, always ticking away. So I think I suffer from like burnout because of that, though. Yeah, absolutely. I find it hard to switch off from work. I like to be productive and I love to work on my business, hmm. and I find it hard to switch off and not work. Yeah, definitely. But that's a good thing as well. You know, that's why you can be self-employed because you're motivated. You want to be doing it. You know, I think people who can switch off really easily, um, unless you're pretty experienced. And I think there's a, a curve here where it's sort of, you know, you spend a lot. Of, I know at the beginning of my work, I spend a lot more time, you know, 24 hours a day thinking and doing it, you know, just like really nailing it. Mm. And then as you get more experienced, you realize you can back that off a little bit because you've got a bit of a flow. And I think as you get really experienced, you'll get back to that point where it's sort of, you know, you can switch it off. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people who who try at the start, you've got to be a certain type of person to get over that first hurdle. That's yes. for sure. Yeah. Mm. Hey. But this but this um, lockdown is taking a bit of toll on a lot of people. And so Yeah, we do know, need to, we, we, we we're do. certainly certainly not um taking away from the fact that it is a very, very tough time for people. But um I think being self employed, you do get a bit of a you know, as much as it's got its own difficulties, um, because you're cancelling everything, mm. you're a bit more in control of your own situation as well. So you, you can kind of adapt and be a bit more agile because you you get to dictate the terms must be very difficult for people who you know have lost jobs or don't have an income and don't have backup and all that sort of stuff as well it's um very stressful very stressful time um we we did have a topic for today didn't we tom (laughs) just on that note because i don't want this this shouldn't be this is not a covid podcast we can watch the 11 30 presser for that What's yeah. uh, are, you, are you into those as well? By the way, Mary loves oh, them. She I used to listen to all of it. Yeah, oh, I don't anymore. I do the first Mary, five minutes just to hear the general gist, and unless there's something really interesting, I'm like, okay, I get the gist. For those who are yeah. interested, we might we might do one today. I'll video Mary. She sits there and she reads the comments oh, from God. the live comments on no, Facebook. No. No, 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 no. So funny. Oh my God. No, you wait, you wait. I'll I'll video Mary today. And (laughs) and and the things that people say, they start advertising things that they want to sell. They go, anyone want to buy a a, uh, 1973 Holden Tirana, blah, 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 blah. You know, good working conditions, probably restored. And then you go, oh, hurry up, you peanut, and all this sort of stuff. Some people are genuinely very, very funny on those, and the way Mary reads them out, oh my god, so oh, there funny! There you go. You've very got a whole. Funny. You're plugging plugging your other channel now. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. So those who'd like to sign up, that's a subscription. Um, <laughs> I, I was just looking. Hold your thought about about um, the topic for today. Ooh, we're not going to talk about a topic. That's not, no, no, that's no, not we, we, unusual. We're going to get to the 45-minute mark and go, oh, we that's should. right. We should, but it's a bit too early to dive into the topic if we're only 18 oh. minutes. Colour emotion guide. Given the fact that we were talking about rearranging our bookcase to be colour-coordinated, right. I did just do a little bit of chick-chick-chick on the computer here. And there is a colour emotion guide because, you know, obviously different colours evoke apparently different responses. And so here we have, say, for example, orange. Orange, what do you think orange 
hunger. signifies. <laughs> Why hunger? Uh, well, I'm just no. Orange is obviously a more positive emotion in general, but right. I would say yes. I'm going to go. Yes. If you're looking at an emotional color guide, I'm going to say that it's more specific yes. than just like happy and sad. So um, I would okay. say hunger, based on the fact, and I talk about this in my um, my beginners workshop. Actually, we talk about this. Oh, um, well, you, you sound like you actually experienced to talk on this topic, which is great. I can just handball this to you and let you speak for the next half an hour. Oh, sounds good. Sounds good. Let me just grab another coffee. No, well, I said oh, the reason I said hunger, um, hunger is that um, I mean it's it's usually comfort and warmth and that as well, obviously. But I'm going to say that the, the the one step further might be hunger because if you look at um, branding, right, in general, yes. and I'm a big fan of the psychology and branding. Um, it doesn't take a genius to look around the room and see that. Um, Hungry Jacks, Burger King, Red Rooster, all the KFC, they're all warm tones. So warm tones um, give you the comfort feel. Um, never and the reason I say that before. I've never really? thought of that. Well done. Well done to you, young yeah. man. Go oh on. The reason I say that is... Because you don't go to those restaurants because you're some super fit hunk. I don't. My, my body is a temple. I'll talk, I've lost two and a half kilos since lockdown. Really? You must be a very skinny little man now. No, I'm not. I'm very fat, but um, I'm only eating one meal a day. I'm fasting. Oh God, you sound. That my, sounds so sad, Tom. My my my. This is my this is my meal plan for the day. About Don't. ten ten. Oh, wake up and have at least no. a liter of water. Ten thirty eleven. I'll have a coffee. Around uh, twelve one o'clock, I'll have some lunch, and then I basically well, don't so far eat. that's three meals, Tom. So I don't eat for the rest of the day. No, there's a window. There's a window of about three hours where I eat, and then the, the, the other twenty-one hours of the day I don't. Right, but I mean, if I oh, can no, sorry, my sorry, meal sorry. time, it's like it's three no. hours of solid eating is pretty intense. <laughs> no, it's one meal. You eat until you're 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 not even full, um, and and people are going, where the hell do you get this from? I've made it up, although it's probably part of some plan or some fad. Um, I do. Do you know, Matt? Sorry to digress for a second. Do you know how? good a glass of wine at the end of the day is on an empty stomach though <laughs> we don't condone drinking in any way shape or form on this one, but i'm really enjoying because because i haven't eaten for like five six seven hours when you sit down you just get wanked day, <laughs> <laughs> he just drinks a sip and falls off his chair and bangs his head oh time to sleep on the couch again <laughs> <laughs> I'll occasionally, I'll occasionally have a wine at the end of the day, which I allow myself for, because that's not eating; you're drinking, right? And it tastes fantastic. So I do have a wine towards the end of the night as well. That's it. Anyway, oh, I this, I this topic is really upsetting me. <laughs> right. I felt a lot. Why? Why? But I do have one question, one curious question. Go. Okay. You, you live in a in a in a in a little family household. You've got a family unit there. Yeah. It's not yes. just you and Mary. No. Um, how how weird is it sitting around the dinner table with with everyone just, just <laughs> staring at them eat? Like, oh, do, you no, just watch, no. do you just make eye contact as they're chewing? Oh, <laughs> just goodness. sit there and stare at them. <laughs> thank goodness Mary isn't here for this part because it all came about because I had a little bit of a COVID meltdown last week and I was getting home from work at the gallery and going straight from the garage to my bedroom and not coming out until the next morning. And so I wasn't actually attending the dinner table at all for that week. Rude. Um, yes, very rude. I was having I needed some time in my cave, Matt. I needed some mm. cave time. So 
I was I was going to the bedroom and just doing some work in the bedroom and watching. More YouTube. importantly, what are we doing in the garage? Well, you know, I, I, we when we get home, Matt, we either go through two doors, which are very annoying to lock and unlock, versus just press the button on the garage remote, walk through the garage, oh, go right, right. through the door, You'd like and park the home. car in the garage, yeah. park the car, or something. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm thinking like you meant like garage because you said you time in the cave. I'm thinking you might have like a man cave <laughs> yes. garage out there. Oh, how much? I'm so jealous of your man cave. You should I see really the new am. man cave. It's ten wow. meters by six meters. Wow, there's a there's a studio in itself. You'll be photographing kids, families, dogs, everything else. No, I'm your home I'm putting, studio. Come on. No, nah, this is just this is going to be it'll be a bit of workshop space, but it'll also be um, it's going to be my little yeah. This is going to be my man cave anyway. You're, yes, so hold on. You're being antisocial. You're going straight from the car, straight to your bedroom, ignoring the family entirely, not even saying hi to Mary, basically just sticking your finger up as you walk past. I do not. Because you're having I'm a hissy fit. What, and now you're deciding you're going to go on a hunger strike as well. Um, <laughs> this is it. This is it. It's very, you know what, when you go to work at the gallery where no shops open around you and you sort of lock yourself in there and all you've got is a protein bar for lunch, it's very easy to starve yourself. Yeah, I mean, what do you do in a gallery all day if you're just sitting there with no people? I mean, I've, I've not had a gallery and I will not be ever good enough to have a gallery. So tell me, what do you do in a gallery yeah. when it's essentially shut? Um, I work from there. So, you know, yeah, at, but, the work that I'd be doing from home, I'm doing from the gallery on the computer uh, there. That's all. It's just a different uh, work. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Fair enough. And not, it gets, not, it, you're not there like... I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, doing, exactly I'm practicing point. my spiel. I'm going, oh, welcome to the Tom Putt Gallery. Thanks for coming in today. Is this your first time in the gallery? <laughs> take you around. Let me show you what artworks we have on display today. Well, this one here, this, wow, this one. Oh, my God. Let me tell you about this one. And there I go. Ignore the price tag. Minutes. Ignore the price tag. I'll look <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about that. Look, we're having a special on today. So, look, I'll give you, I'll give you 30% off that. So don't, well, just ignore that. You're going to save a lot. Just give me your credit card. We'll work things out yeah. later. Um, yeah. And by the time you add the $5,000 fine for being out of your home, it's a bargain. It's a bargain. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and the $10,000 fine I'll have to pay for actually having you here in my retail space when I'm not supposed to be open. Yeah. You know, you that's know, just, it. By, by the way, that's, that's how some retailers are getting around it. I just have to, not me, not me, but I, I suspect. Or just tacking suspect, 10 grand onto the price tag. They Because <laughs> I would tell you, that's a very expensive trip to cotton on. <laughs> oh, no, no. They've, they've gone up it's in like, price since, they, since their popularity is yeah, things gone up. They're through the roof, guys. $10,005, yeah. I can't afford cotton on. She's lucky you. Um, Actually, no, uh, you know what? I go to the when I see, um, you know. Go, go. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I was going to say that, that, you know, you were talking about the fine, like you know, building the fine. It's funny because not to rant on COVID, but they were, they were talking about the lockdown, um, you know, people breaching lockdown like bars and wedding venues yes. who yes. had more than 100 guests or whatever. And they're like, they're going to get a $10,000 fine. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's that's a lot of money, sure, for, even for, a, for a, you know, a business. But if the wedding... Yes. You know, a de- an average spend on a wedding is like $50,000 $50, or $60,000 or some of these weddings are crazy. You go, well, just build it into your pricing. Like, <laughs> That's it. That's it. 40 grand. Uh, not that I can own that at all, obviously. But, um, no, of course yeah. not. Of course not. 
Um, but you could do click and collect. It's just no one could really collect the size of your artwork. You can hardly get it through the door in your gallery, let alone. Well, um, well this is what I think some people are doing. They've got their their A frames in the in the doors, right? The doors are open. They've got their A frame there. It says click and collect, but then they're welcoming people into their store to browse. Ooh, I, I suspect. Not good. I suspect they're not they're not mm. clicking and collecting. They're they're collecting and then clicking. If you get dob, what I mean. dob them in, Tom, dob them in, dob them in. No, I'm not dob that kind in. of. Yep. I know I might be doing that. But you should be. Um, getting, back to, getting back to the color emotion, I noticed that, for example, yeah. in the yellows and the oranges, for example, Matt. Let me read out the examples they've given. Denny's. Oh, tell which me, there's is hungry. Red. Tell me, there's hungry. There is Subway. There is um, Crush. This is an American, obviously one. Fanta. Um, Hooters, Hooters is there as well. Perfect. Told you, hungry. Do you know the first time I went, <laughs> the first and only time I went to Hooters, by the way, which for those who don't know, it's it's classified as a family restaurant. Well, it, was it, before, it was before Hooters came to Australia. I don't even know if it's still here. And, and I, I walked up. I rocked up at my accommodation at the 2001 World Athletics Championships and I was sharing with a guy called um, Lutzi, who some of you may know if you're Brisbane-based because he does morning Nova radio or afternoon radio there. And he, and he even at the time, um, told me that he wanted to work in radio. And he was over there covering it as part of um, doing some freelance work for the Australian Olympic Committee, right? And, uh, and I rock up at my room and we're sharing a room right and there's a guy i've never met before he, oh good day you must be tom how you going blah 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 how was your flight all the rest of it you know because we're in canada by the way long trip and he goes you must be hungry i said i am i'm actually starving he goes i've got the perfect place for you only ate one meal that day or <laughs> me. we head off to he goes i've got the perfect place for you we end up at hooters till the very wee hours of the day Anyway, well, that's that's. that's I was going to say, given that you, you do the whole like eat for three hours, I can't think of a worse place to sit for three hours and um and just twenty crave. years ago, Matt. This is twenty years ago when I could eat whatever I wanted and and it wouldn't show, as opposed to now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not. Talk oh, about so that. let's um, get back on the topic. Yeah, but that's the thing though. You really, you've really just taken this to some not very nice places. So, how about I bring I, it back? I, I think with the. I think we should probably put some um, some context into this because I think both you and I know what we're talking about. But so far, people are thinking, why are we talking about Hooters, KFC and Subway and Denny's? Um, photography. Um, <laughs> no, but the, the colour theory. The, why are we talking about that? Emotion and colours go hand in hand. And you've got to go – people often overlook this um, when they're taking photos. And I'm going to say specifically they overlook this when they print photos um, for the wall. Um, yeah. The color of an of an image conveys not just the story of what's in the photo, but the color of it is going to sort of add a layer of emotion over it. And I think if you look at it, say like you know, classic here is look at a crime show, and you'll notice that every time something bad happens, there's blue light flooding the scene. You know, everything's always got a blue light flooded through it. And when Ooh. something good happens, there's always orange light flooding through the scene. Oh. And and part of that is because it gives you this instant emotion. You instantly can read the feel of the room. Um, mm. by using that. And, and if you translate this into photography, you've got two options. You sort of look at, okay, the subjects that you shoot and the time of day you shoot, it's going to give you, you know, golden hour, you get the warm colors. Um, yeah. But then on top of that, you look at your white balance and your white balance dictates the mood of a scene instantly. You know, if you take a photo of a person and you use like 
um, you know, the wrong white balance. They come out looking really gray or blue and often auto yes. white balance gives you that. Mm. Flick it over to your cloudy white balance and all of a sudden it adds this little kind of just a tinge of that, you know, more sort of warm tone. And if you flick it to the shady one, everyone comes out looking like Donald Trump's wig. <laughs> yeah. But, but so we're talking about Hooters, yes, but we're actually, actually relating it back to You actually sounded like you knew what you're talking about there. That was brilliant, Matthew. Well Thank done you. Thank you. Well, you know how you go to get your... <laughs> rehearse your lines. I've been just sitting in the bath rehearsing mine. A little, little bit of your video uh, skill set came into that dialogue. Oh, really? Yeah, I think oh. you did. Yeah, well yeah. done. Hey, uh, it says you're quite right because obviously when we look to the sun, it gives us that feeling of warmth. And funnily enough, in this chart that I'm looking at online, yellow, orange, that sort of genre or, or colour is optimism, clarity and warmth. Yeah. Interesting. Nikon actually has uh, that that colour in its logo, believe it or not. You know, um, you know the, the colour theory is, is like an entire unit at, um, at the, with um, a diploma of photography. Um, like it's um, a massive unit. I can't... Boring. How boring, seriously. Come on. Yeah. This needs five minutes. This needs a podcast. It doesn't it does, need a whole, I feel, I feel so. whole, whole half a semester or semester on it. Can you imagine? But you know what's really weird though, right? So I, I kind of, I, I look at these, um, I look at the color and I was talking about prints and I'm sure Tom that you probably, this is the sort of thing I reckon that as surprised as Tom might sound everybody. Um, this is something I think photographers, if you've quite experienced, you probably naturally do. You don't have to think about it and therefore you don't really, you're not conscious of it. But um, if you walked into a house and someone was doing like a consultation to say how to, you know, what sort of, how should I design this space? Yeah. You would immediately look around the room and be like, okay, well, if you're down at the peninsula as an example, it's unlikely you're going to throw something with heaps of blue tones. Um, you know, if it's like a, a, a treed environment, so like a, a, you know, a landscape, mm. you're not going to probably throw something with lots of blue tones because that gives you the feeling of it's shaded. You know, right. it's cooler tones. It's like yep. it's not beachy whatsoever, whereas, yep. you know, you, people often go towards a warm tone. And, and, and it's obviously house-specific and, and um, personal preference-specific too, but there is a lot of design that goes into those colour palettes as well. And I think you probably just naturally see it, whereas most people don't naturally see it. They no, kind of have don't to. don't consciously think it. about it, to be honest. And even when I'm photographing, I don't think, all oh, right, what sort of mood I'm trying to create here, therefore what colour should I be predominantly showing off? Mm. So it's not something that's been in my wheelhouse. I also so don't think you so. probably go into someone's house and say, look, we're trying to create a somber mood. What should we do? Like you, you know, <laughs> you're, you're always kind of trying to create a very similar mood, I'm sure. So, um, Interestingly, yeah, yeah, interestingly, I don't, I will probably reference the colours based on on what sort of emotional feeling I think it's going to give the the space. But often we're trying to just match interiors because more often not when people are choosing art, they're choosing it after they've bought all their other furnishings. Yeah. So we're sort of trying to fit the square peg into the square hole, um, which doesn't always work. Um, those who I, I did a I did an install for um, a client the other day in a beautiful brand new house in Balnaring down here and. The art piece is what went up first. They Ooh. literally got the keys to the house and said, "Come and deliver the artwork." And the artwork went in before any of the furniture went in. Now they'd ordered okay. the furniture and they knew that it was going to match, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But sometimes people put the artwork in and then set the mood of the of the yeah. around that, which I absolutely love. But it's you know like you know ten percent do that, the other ninety percent um, obviously trying to 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 choose the artwork after they've done the interiors. Um, well, one thing, that, one one that I particularly like, in, if I 
go take myself back to at my little gallery visit a couple of weeks back or whenever. Yes, yes. Uh, by the way, that. Was a couple I, of weeks, on, that, on that, I would love, and I'm being serious here, um, to share with you uh, that I would love you to come up with, not now, don't share it now on the podcast, three things that if you would change if that was your gallery or three improvements that you would you would implement. Well, I just think that if you had like a more of a mixture of artwork from other artists would be a good start. No. Say, <laughs> and can you be serious? Not jokes around. If you see, you know, sometimes like, you know, with your photography, right? You look at mm. the photograph so often or you look at your photograph so often that you kind of can't see the wood through the trees and and you need a fresh set of eyes to look oh, at them. I know, day. yeah. But you and know day. what, Tom? It's a dangerous <laughs> It's a dangerous game you're playing. Right. You mean I'm, we might not speak to each other after you give the three this suggestions? Is, this is it. Like, okay, so I'm, I'm, I've, I've been running my own business for about six years now or something like that. Uh, well, I've been like full-time for five years or something. and Very successfully, yes. Run it run it on the side whilst working and, and whatnot. And like, and in my friendship group, you know, I probably, I've got a reasonably good model of what works and I've, I've always been in a role of business development. And so um, it's not unusual for friends who are doing small businesses to sort of say, oh, how, you know, what sort of improvements or will this work or floating ideas? And in fact, I actually, almost, I actually set up business um, for oh. this uh, at one point, Matt- but then I decided to walk away from it. It was called The Big Bounce. Matt Crumman's Consultancies. It was. It was called the Big Bounce, and big uh, it was bounce. going to be yeah. So like to bounce to bounce marketing ideas basically, and yeah. um and whatnot, which was kind of I thought it was cool. Except I think um the company had been taken or the name had been taken by a trampoline company, um, but the <laughs> you know, I'm not even joking. I pretty it got like rejected because it was too close to a trampoline thing. Um, yes, we do know that company. But, I actually went to school with that bloke, by the way. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> but the problem is, is that. Like I, I, I'd like to think I'm a nice person. I'd like to think that. I, I from I'm, what from my but, dealings with you, you, you're not too bad. We've had a few runnings, but you know. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> the the thing is, though, I just don't have time in my brain, not in my physical oh, time. This I is don't your have... excuse for for not giving me really good advice on how I could improve. Do you want to see me fail, Matt? Is that what you're saying? I'm just saying that I don't enjoy it when people feel the need to ask if they want to ask if you want to ask for advice on something that's as serious as you know your own business or whatnot different when it's a creative space you know like if you're talking about your own images or you know or whatnot then you know that's subjective but when it comes to people pitching ideas or, or coming up with businesses i'm known in my friendship group for being a bit of an ass because oh, i just tell them like exactly how it is it? like i'll I'm say to them so that's just i asked yeah, I don't, I don't like. I won't say it in a rude way, but it'll be pretty brutal feedback sometimes. Like that's that idea is just simply not going to work, and here's the ten reasons why. Not here's a sugar coated reason. <laughs> You're very the blunt. It's like You're here's the blunt. ten things that I can think of as to why this is going to fail within the first two weeks. And right. so, um, yeah, I, I just you got to have pretty thick skin to ask my advice on that stuff. That. No, yeah, I, okay. I like that. I, I like well, straight up, you know, people who shoot from the hip, you know. Like, well, that's good news, Tom, because I've actually got a whole bloody list that I have. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> because if, after this podcast, if you could just allocate a couple of hours and just stay on the line, please, we'll be able to, that's it. We'll be able to see what I said straight to the point. This will be 30 seconds of tearing you to shreds. Um, oh, no, I like no. no I'm, I'm happy for that. Um, I, you know, I'm all, like you, though, I'm always looking at ways that I can improve, both not only in my business but in my photography as well. What were we talking about before we got onto this? Friendly, cheerful, oh, no, and I was confident. Saying, no, I was saying, 
<laughs> no, I was saying no, to you, that's right. We are talking about color theory and I was saying there's a really yeah, good Yeah, I'm talking about it now. I just this. got back onto it. Yeah, yeah, go on. Good, yeah, good. Um, there's an image. So anyone who visits the gallery, I'm sure, I don't know how often you change those artworks out, but um, the uh, if you go into the gallery, right at the very back wall on the right-hand side, there is a big... Big, oh, yes. big, big canvas, um, and it is gum trees uh, shot down. I think you said on the peninsula, at the back of Rosebud. Yes. Yeah, right, Red yeah. Hill. Um, yeah. Red Hill. Yep. Yeah. So it is a really beautiful. Both Laura and I were like, oh, we just actually. My mum had just, has just done a huge oil for us of a very similar scene. So it's not unfortunately mm. going to fit where I. I but I'd, if I hadn't had that oil, I'd, that'd be on my above the fireplace. Oh, there, it was a perfect lovely. shot. But lovely. what's really interesting about it is it's a. From a, a lighting perspective, you know, the one thing that probably stands out to people is that there's this one beam of light that kind of hits one tree out of that whole forest. Mm. And the light kind of almost emits from the photo. It's a really cool shot. But more importantly than the light, it's the subtle um, different or the subtle uh, impact is that the shot is actually a very cool tone forest because it's in shades. So it's kind of got that bluey, you know, like um, pre-sunrise kind of, uh, um, very calm, gentle, earthy tones. Um, and then the tree that's lit though, so not earthy tones, kind of like that, yeah, more bluey tone, sorry. And then the the, um, the the one tree that's being lit has is substantially warmer because obviously the sun's hitting it. And so whilst mm. people perceive that as like, I really like it because the lighting, it's actually the colour contrast as well between the warm reds in that front tree versus the cool mm. tones at the back. It, it just forces your eye straight to it. And because it's got contrast there of those colours, um, mm. I think it really appeals. If you, if you want to see an awesome um, demonstration on this, all you have to do is to Google um, uh, movie uh, movie posters, uh, yellow versus blue. I'm going to so do that Movie now. posters. Yes. Yellow versus blue. I think it's yellow versus blue, yeah. or maybe it'd be orange, blue. Yeah, no, there you go. Yeah. And just Why is every movie there, poster that, orange and blue? Yeah, it's and it's got this this it's because it's these contrasting colours that are also contrasts in emotion. So you've got you've got the cooler tones um, as well as those warm tones, and, and the the clash of those is is really appealing and it helps to tell some of that emotional story. I'm going to look out for that in the future. Now, in, to well, build on Thomas. what you've just said, I was just talking about this last night with my crew, critiquing some of their images, and we were talking about how you can give a greater perception of depth, say, in a forested area like we were talking about by actually enhancing the warmth at the front of the image where the light, yeah. as you just said, is hitting the trees versus cooling the background down. Because mm. in the Australian forest, because we have that um, blue haze often, you know, with gum trees. So yeah, you, go up to the, you go up to the high country, right? You know, you stand on the top of Mount Buller and you look across the landscape and in the distance, you know, everything's just that blue because of the, the, um, the blue haze from the, from the gum trees, right? Um, that what is closer to you doesn't have as much haze to create that blue. Therefore, it's perceived to be warmer. And therefore, yep. what is behind, which is obviously in the distance, is bluer. So you could be standing in a forest, for example, uh, Dandenong's anywhere else. The trees that are closest to you are going to be quite warm because they've got that warm trunk. Yet the ones in the distance lose that colour and end up being a little bit more blue. And as you've, as you've just suggested and said, so if you wanted to enhance the depth or have, want to have separation in your photographs, you could then 
purposely warm up the ones in the front and uh, keep the ones out the back pretty cool and that should separate them and give a little bit more of a 3D effect to the photos. It's also, I think, um, it, people are naturally drawn to warmth, um, even cold-hearted evil people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but think about it. Like, you know, you said before you were reading that colour chart and it was saying that it, you know, what was it? It's like um, it bring, it evokes sun and warmth and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah by yeah, nature, human yellow. nature is. Yeah, 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 human nature is to to, um, to want, you, you're drawn to sun. We are, we are um, drawn yeah. to sunshine, generally speaking. And so yeah. um, as much as it all, it definitely helps to separate out your image, to, to change the colour balance across your shot. And often you can do this in skies as well. If you look at um, one of Tom's shots, it was the New Zealand, those round boulders where that storm came in. And it's actually, that's that's a classic example of warm versus Oh, it is, isn't it? It is. It's got, be, it's got the warmth on one side and the blue yeah. on the other. That's like my movie poster image, isn't it? It is your movie poster image. And this, oh. the thing is, it doesn't just help to create depth. But um, because the human eye is drawn towards warm tones, if you have a subject in a photograph that is meant to be your, you know, your predominant subject that you really want the, the viewer to look at. So often if you've mm-hmm. got a really complicated scene, sometimes um, you, know, you ask different people and they'll say the subject is something different in that scene because there's lots going on. One of the ways to actually draw the attention or, or to, to draw people's eyes around the scene is to make sure that the important sections have a slightly warmer tone because your eyes are immediately going to magnetise to those um, mm. and, and you can actually direct people around your photo a lot easier. Right, I see. You know what, Matt? I've actually learned a fair bit today on our podcast. Given that we came into this podcast with no topic whatsoever. Well, we talked about Hooters, really. Like, <laughs> and I've learned that it's a family restaurant. Um. <laughs> One last thing to finish up is that, interestingly, without my knowledge of colour theory, and I will post, by the way, in our Facebook group, our very active Facebook group, I will post um, a few of the images that we've referenced from my fantastic website today, which I've spent, oh God, have you seen my website lately? I've spent so much time on it. Um, I'll post those um, images that Matt was referencing. Thank you very much, Matt, as well as this colour emotion guide that I found online. Can I also suggest, Tom, sorry, when you post yes. those images, can I suggest, especially yeah. that big canvas up the back, can you please yes. post the dimensions and the price for people? Because I 100% think that there'll be people bending over backwards because that image, I think a lot of really? people resonate with serious a lot of people. Point? Hold I, on. I, am, I, I know am, that you're being I serious. I am. I am. I, will I, am. Post, I will post a link to that, that if, you, if, that, if that image touches Take a photo of it on the wall. Don't, don't okay, post okay. a stupid link to a website. Post a oh. photo of it on the wall so people can see it in situ because it doesn't need to have all the, the other crap attached. Okay, to it. okay, I'll do that. All right, I'm going to the gallery after this uh, this chat. Mary and I will be riding our little bicycles down there. I shall take a photograph. For those, I will post those images. And then interestingly too, just to finish off the conversation, recently I put a theme on my website because obviously you can look via locations, which is obvious, but I also have images ranked or based on color. So you can search via predominant colors, but I also thought, oh, wouldn't it be good to have one like calmness? And so I have a theme called calmness. Yes, guess what the predominant photographs that I have in that, in that section are based on these with lots of blues. Trees well, with lots of blues. This is it. Blues and greens because blue is trust, dependable, and strength, whereas 
green. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of waterfalls in that shot because, you know, people look at waterfall, oh, it makes me feel so dreamy and calm and all the rest of it. Green is peaceful, growth and health. And it reminds people of Flower Crown, I think. <laughs> interestingly, some of the Flower Crown, no idea. Interestingly, some of the things that uh, some of these companies that they've referenced as green is BP, which does a great job at destroying the environment. Um, monster drinks, health, monster <laughs> drinks. Um, John Deere, you know, the um, the tractor yeah. company. So they're in there. Land Rover, Animal Planet. Yep. Um, so they, Starbucks. Peaceful yep. and growth. Star- and, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have put Starbucks in that category as being. Well, I think the, the thing what you got to remember is though you, health, you're you're health. thinking about where the product, like say take BHP as an example. You're thinking mm-hmm. about what the, the company does versus what they want you to think they do. Of course, of course, that's um, why they. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. if you if you were a, if you're an oil company, the last thing you want to do is have um, a logo that's the same color as flames, for instance. <laughs> Um, so green well, sounds red, like a pretty, pretty red good idea. Red is excitement, there. youth, and bold. Red, we've got things like Lego, we've got Netflix, we've got Coca Cola, Kmart, Nintendo, Kellogg's, Canon, for example, mm. is mentioned in there as well. Interestingly, that we've got two camera companies that have featured in this uh, little chart because there's only about 50 brands in there. So. All right, Matthew. Well, that's been a fascinating discussion. I've had a good old laugh. Thank you for that. That's a nice way to start the day. Uh, You've been listening to yet another amazing episode of Matt and Tom's excellent podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks very much for listening. See you later. (laughs) 